conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion... Folks, welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast where we're doing our daily cry count check. Today, I cried three times. Joining me as always is Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? How many times did you cry? Today, zero. Yesterday, like 15. <laughs> okay, I guess added question onto the cry counter. Do you mm-hmm. count one prolonged period as one cry? Or we were talking That's earlier, one you cry. cried 20 minutes. Was that split up into that, things? That was one cry, but I am also counting all the times that, like, one tear welled up in my eye hole, and I squeezed it out for dramatic effect, even though Gage couldn't even see that I was <laughs> sobbing lightly. I just wanted to feel, you know what I mean? Like, I always say to Gage, our relationship is so stable mm-hmm. that sometimes I gotta watch something for some toxicity, you know, in my life. Yeah. Some little, some little drama, because, you know... The most exciting thing that happens to us is we went to Mod Pizza and they they wrote the name Gag down, which is not a name. The word <laughs> Gag down instead of giving him a real name. So, Gag? Yeah, G-A-G. That's the one. <laughs> I felt I posted it on my Instagram story. Listeners, dear listeners, it's going to be gone by the time I say this, but maybe I'll post it again so you can all see it. Also joining us today for the next two episodes, our first multi-episode guest in like three months. Yes, welcome queen. It's Catherine McCoy. Hi, Catherine. How many times did you cry today? Today, I also only cried zero times. Yesterday, at least like a solid two to three, I would put it at. Like Mm -hmm. substantial cries. Yes. It's Valentine's season. We should all be crying, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, this so, episode will be coming out four days before Valentine's Day. Oh my so, god, how romantic. If you have any sweet missives you want to get out to your, your significant other, now is the time. Yeah, I'll do it. I love you, gag. Okay, thanks. <laughs> gag. I'm loving you, gag. <laughs> I ain't ever going to stop loving you, gag. <laughs> Uh, So the movie that we are talking about today, the reason that all of us were crying, is The Fault in Our Stars. Fault in these hands. It's on sight if I ever see John Green in these streets. (laughs) Directed by Josh Boone, written by Scott Neustetter and Michael H. Weber, based on The Fault in Our Stars by John Green. Starring... You hear that? That's punches. (laughs) I thought you were applauding him. No, I was punching (laughs) Starring Shailene Woodley, Ansel Elgort, Laura Dern, Sam Trammell, Nat Wolf, Willem Dafoe, and Mike Birbiglia. Released on June 6th, 2014, in the summer of my 15th year. So, of course. It's my 15th year. <laughs> with a budget my freshman year. of $12 million, it made $307.2 million at the box office. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an 81% approval rating. Reading wise, funny, and heartbreaking without resorting to exploitation, The Fault in Our Stars does right by its best-selling source material. Hmm. Hmm. 
You sound like you disagree, Anna. No, I don't disagree. I'm still mad about the feelings I felt after thinking <laughs> I was going to go into this unscathed. Um, so, yeah, I saw this. I think I saw this opening night when it came out. Because, again, I was 15. Well, it you was... like John Green, don't you? Oh, yeah, I loved I was listening to his podcast earlier today. I think he's yeah. great. I was going to say, I thought you were a fan. Yeah, I mean, so, and this was, I mean, this was the big movie opening of the summer mm-hmm. for And this was like the first movie of his books, right? This was right. the first? Yes. Yeah. Do uh, you want to know a fun fact, Dan? Indiana? I would love to yes. know a fun fact. So this movie came out on June 6th, I believe, of 2014. Mm-hmm. I know that because it was the day after my birthday. And <laughs> I got a caravan of my friends... And I pre-ordered tickets, and I got the um, movie soundtrack off of iTunes, and we all went and saw the movie for my birthday party <laughs> and, cried. That. and cried in the theater for my birthday, and then we got I pizza after that. and soaked up all of our tears. And that was my memory of the first time I saw The Fall in Our Stars, and I loved that, it, just to That clarify. sounds really fun, though. I miss going to, like, movies for birthday parties, you yeah, know, like you did in time. high school and college. And- so, what was your experience like watching it for the first time, Anna? Do you remember? Yes, I do, because the first time I watched it, I was a senior in college, and I was in the bedroom I don't of... think you were... Oh, you were a senior in college. You didn't see it. Yeah. I thought you were had saw it in theaters. No, okay. I didn't. Um, I... Dan, let's take a trip down a road I like to remind you about called... <laughs> I refuse to admit that I like romantic things, even though I love romantic things. You know what I'm road. talking about? I love this road. Well-traveled. Uh, we've traveled it a few times. Now, you know, I, I do love love. Don't get me wrong. It's almost Valentine's Day. But I, for some reason, thought I was too cool for this movie. I don't know what horse, what high horse I was on. I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to everyone. Whatever. I saw this movie for the first time because... I saw Baby Driver with Jordan. Okay. And I was like, you know, I've seen Divergent. I've seen Baby Driver, but I've never seen The Fall in Our Stars. And I know there's another big one that Ansel was in. She's like, yeah, let's go watch it. So we watched it in her apartment. And this, I, before this, a bitch never cried. You know, not a single tear. (laughs) Stone cold. I'm watching this and it's the scene in the parking lot comes on. And I was like, fuck no, tears are coming out, snot, ugly tears. Like, you know how Ansel looks in that scene? I was mirroring him. I was mirroring him full. I had to pause the movie. The sobs were so hysterical, Dan. Really? Yeah. And then I believe something else happened because we were on Marquette's campus. So we like paused the movie. Something funny happened, blah, 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 outside. Doesn't matter. I've never, I have never in my life ugly cried so hard as when I watched that. And now... It ruined me. I cry all the time watching movies and TV shows. It's not fair. <laughs> it broke you. I literally cried for 20 minutes after finishing uh, Haunting of Hill House. That's where I'm at in my life. Okay? I, I think I you're the only one. It. No, it was so sad. Oh, I don't know. Too scary. It's, it's sad. It's not... Okay, it is very scary, but there's also a lot of sad things, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. How for, about you? Thank you for revealing the origin of the cracks my villain origin story perfect facade um yeah so i was 15 um good year 
And I went and saw this. I saw this at the Glen. Um, Is that in... your local theater? No, it's the name of the like shopping center. It used to be a naval air base, and then it turned into a shopping center when they shut the air base down. Oh my uh, god, that's kind of weird. Yeah, so I, I saw it at the Regal Cinemas at the Glen on opening night. I went with, I think my girlfriend at the time and a couple of our friends. Um, and I thought it was good. I loved the book. Like, yes. I read the book, not right when it came out, but right around when it came out. That's when I first heard of John Green. He appeared, appeared in my YouTube recommendations, and it was all downhill from there. Um, Wait, okay, pause. Yes. Would you recommend that book to an adult who usually only reads scary books? Um, I think you'll think it's a little cheesy. I didn't say it was me, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, is this is for it your cheesy? book club? Just asking it's for, for a friend. My, it's asking for a friend. I'm asking for gag. Uh, um, gag will love it. Okay. Maybe a little <laughs> cheesy, but it's Wisconsin. Um, and I... Like I said, was a big fan of the book, so I was really excited for the movie, and I saw it. And the book hit like I remember finishing reading the book, and just like I can tell you where I was when I finished reading the book. I have like a clear picture of it. Oh, I was that's so precious. I'll, I'll be really quick about it. It was like May. It was warm up. It was one of those beautiful end of the school year days where it stays warm and like it's there's like a golden glow when the sun is setting. And I was reading the book in what was my brother's bedroom. He was off at college, so I took it, because otherwise I would be sharing a room with my other brother. Um, I was listening to NSYNC on my iPod. Classic. Uh, yes. I had four NSYNC songs on there, and I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, I was listening to It's Gotta Be Me, um, even though it was already May. I finished the book, I, I closed it, and I just like sat there for like five minutes, just processing it. And I was like, wow. That was great. So obviously, I had a high bar that I wanted the movie to clear. And the first time I saw it, it almost got to the bar. I didn't love it. I liked it. I thought it was good. It didn't affect I me have as another, much. I have another question, mm -hmm. since I'm assuming both of you read the book, Catherine. Yes. Yep. Loved is it. This, is this movie, you, it does keep close to the book, or is it fairly different from the book? If from my memory, I would say it does, yeah. wouldn't you, Dan? Yeah, I think it's it's pretty faithful. They cut out characters and like combine them into characters, but mm. um, it, no, like none of the main characters are affected. It's pretty, pretty faithful. Um, okay, yeah. I was just curious. Yeah, so watching it for the second time this morning, I had gone into it with what is now almost eight years uh, of hindsight and jokes about what if we kissed in the Anne Frank house haha ha, oh unless. god okay I got things to say about that scene inappropriate um but oh my god did it hit me hard oh boy mm. watching it this morning I was like I was not emotionally prepared for what it did to me man oh uh, afterwards I I was just I've just been in a funk for the rest of the day not a funk. Not a funk. And not like a funk like, oh my god, Anna's gonna die right now, sort of thing. But like a funk, like, it, it sent me back to how I, to like, remembering what I felt like when I was 15. Mm. And I liked high school. I had a good time. And, I, and like, thinking like, I want to be back like that. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> I 
do often say that the if you went to high school in like the early 2010s, there's a very like specific nostalgia associated with it, yeah. and it's a lot of it is encapsulated if you were in into John Green, especially the Fault in Our Stars. I and feel like. It, it, it's encapsulated in three and a half minutes with Boom Clap by Charlie XCX. I, that's what I'm saying. Oh my gosh. I This soundtrack is fire. And I, I spent $13 of it when I bought it on iTunes in 2014. Oh God. Now, um, I don't usually feel elderly. Oh, I thought you were going to end the However, sentence with I don't usually feel. <laughs> no, that too. No, I don't usually feel elderly, but um, Boom Clap came out when I was in college, friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know what song really, uh, really defined my college or my high school years? I'm- Down by Jay Sean. <laughs> okay. Yep. Sure. Yeah. I was gonna say I gotta feel it. I'm just thinking of the songs from Ooh. my middle mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. That too. Uh, fire yeah. burning. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah, we used to do that on Just Dance like all the time. It's a classic. So your high school experience was defined by going wild and crazy on the dance floor. Well, Catherine and I's (laughs) were about, um, I don't really know. I don't know how to describe what Royals is like. Like, Ooh, my right? freshman year it's of like college. Royals, Charlie XCX, Group Love mm-hmm. is in this soundtrack. Ooh. This was the height of my Birdie obsession. Also, there's a few oh. good Birdie hits Ooh. in there. Okay, yeah. Birdie, go off. Okay, Birdie, we love you, Birdie. Go off, Birdie. <laughs> tweet, tweet, girl. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I just remember a Birdie cover of Skinny Love. That's my only experience with her. Yep. I did a yep. dance to that at camp when I was in high school at dance Love camp. that. This one time at dance camp. <laughs> Let's get into the movie. <laughs> so, starts off. Guess what? What? Hazel Grace Lancaster has cancer. Gasp. In case you didn't know. Who would have thought? She has stage four thyroid cancer. She's always got an oxygen tank. She's always got a little thing in her nose to breathe. Uh, and... Because her mother and father make her, uh, she attends a support group held in the literal heart of Jesus, led by Mike Birbiglia. Uh, It is... Pause. Wait. I had a thought. Given the choice between Nat Wolf, Ansel Elgort, and Sam, the man who played her father... Fuck, Mary kill. Hmm. I mean, I think the, the correct one is fuck, Sam, Mary, Nat, kill, Ansel. I, False. Mm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to agree wholeheartedly with that ranking. I would marry Sam. He is so hot. And fuck, Nat. He's so yeah. hot. He was on True Blood. Engage and I watched all that last summer, and I was thirsting. And then we watched this, and it all came back. I just wanted to know. I'm glad we all agree Ansel's going to have to go. I think that's, yeah, I think that's inevitable. I think you could go either way with the the Mary or the fuck. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I just okay. think he'd Proceed. be good for a wild night. I want to keep him forever. I want him to cook for me. That's it. That's it. it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, so, at the support group, uh, she bumps into Augustus Waters, a pretentious name for a pretentious man. Played by Hansel, oops, I mean Ansel Elgort. Uh, <laughs> what 
<laughs> uh, Ansel Augustus, whatever you want to call him, he is in the support group because he had a touch of cancer in the past and he lost the lower half of his right leg. Um, so as mm-hmm. such, he can attend the group. Um, he also, he meets Gus's friend Isaac, the wolf in Nat's clothing. Thank you very much. Pause for laughter. <laughs> Who has a tumor in his eye and has one glass eye and has to get the other one re- removed so soon he will be completely blind. But he, don't worry, he has a smoking hot girlfriend who he makes out with very aggressively. So, excessively aggressively. Oh my gosh. In the parking lot. If they went into high school together, you know they were pausing to kiss in between classes. Mm. You know, they couldn't stand to have history separate from each other. Absolutely. (sighs) She'd get so upset if he didn't walk her to class one day. Oh my god. Gross. They do call it out in the movie where Hazel goes, that must hurt her boob. Yeah. 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 It must. Um, So. Probably does. Basically, they get talking about fears uh, and Gus says that he fears oblivion. (laughs) So, okay. Okay. (laughs) This is the part where I still thought I was in the clear. I was like, hardy, har, har, oblivion, you silly, goofy boy. There were no signs of tears yet. Not yet. Um, The outlook wasn't bright. Hazel shoots him down. She says, eventually, everybody will be gone and will be forgotten. And if that scares him, he should ignore it. It is what it is. Um, But after the meeting, this tete-a-tete gets Augustus's interest. And he invites Hazel to go see a movie. uh, And they end up hanging out. Uh, They also see Isaac and Monica groping each other and saying always to one another. Uh, which is, you know, exactly, really a documentary of most high school relationships, which I did, <laughs> I did enjoy how realistic that part was. Uh, Do you think mm-hmm. they snuck into a high school and just like watched the teens? That sounds so disgusting. Okay, that's not what I meant. I meant like they surveyed, you know, you're like, tell me about your boyfriend. And they're like, oh my God, he is, to quote, quote Riverdale, we're endgame, Archie. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. Like, oh, no. <laughs> like, John Green was teaching for a semester just so he could watch the epic highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Gus then goes to smoke, uh, apparently goes to smoke, uh, which, of course, Hazel gets upset about. Like, this was going so well, and then you bring that up. But really, he's not going to smoke. It's a metaphor, man. <laughs> you put the thing Didn't between you know? your lips that kills you, but you don't give it the power to kill, man. <sighs> Were you right. taken by this as a 15-year-old, Catherine? It's okay. This is a safe you know, space, Catherine. <laughs> okay. And I'm a little tainted now as a jaded 24-year-old mm-hmm. to say there's no way that 15, 16-year-old me would have liked that line. But... <laughs> Also, I think there may have been a part of me that swooned a little bit. Just mm-hmm. a little bit, because I was, you know. Oh, he's such he's, a bad boy. It's a metaphor. Yeah. It's a metaphor. He could have, yeah. I think, yeah. if I may, I think part of why that line might be so sexy to teens Love is that. because. Love that framing. Do you know, oh, 
<laughs> Dan, why are you always try to paint me like a creep? Okay. It's attractive to teens because, like, they probably are like, oh, my God, he's so smart and deep. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. sexy and so cool. And yeah. as adults, we're like, that is a child. <laughs> like, That's a child. Also, you know, that's also so like, dumb. Yeah, yeah like, but it's not that he, deep. He, no. He's just a stupid kid doing what stupid kids do, being stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think now, because, like, if I was to see a teenager holding a cigarette in his mouth, even if he was like, it's a metaphor, I'd be like, throw that shit away, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I'm just a mom now. A mom without a child. We'll get to that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> uh, so then... G- I didn't mean to do that. Uh, Gus uh, drives horribly back to his house. <laughs> And then asks Hazel about her cancer story. And we get the gist. She was diagnosed at 13. All the treatment. She's on some experimental drug that's works for like 30% of people who are on it. And luckily for her, it works for her. So in theory, she is fine until it stops working. Um, which is yes. good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he, <laughs> she brings up her favorite book. Um, which is called An Imperial Affliction uh, about a girl with leukemia. Screaming into the void. Um, And she makes Gus promise to read it so long as she promises to read the novelization of his favorite video game, Counterinsurgents. And I really like that I can finally see myself pictured on screen like I did in that moment. That's what I would read in high school. Okay, that's fair. Okay, fair. I have a... At least you were reading. The Linkin Park album Meteora, to start off on a really, you know, deep note, is forever linked to the novelization of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom in my mind. Because I was listening to that while I was reading that, and I don't know what will come of that information being in the world, but I felt like everybody needs to know because it has been eating away at my brain for 10 years now. Anyway, back to the fault in our stars. <laughs> Wait, no, I do want to know if somebody was like, oh, to to get to know me, read this book. What book would you guys choose? Mm. Mm. How to win friends and influence people. Nice. No, that's not it. <laughs> How to get, that's a difficult question. My brain goes to Because of Winn-Dixie because that was my favorite book as a child. And I love dogs. So I suppose I would say that because then you can know what book I was obsessed, what I claimed was my favorite book for like the first 20 years of my life, Mm. even longer. It's still one of my favorites. An excellent choice if I do say so myself. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. If I was going like that, I'd probably have to say The Outsiders. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about you, Anna? Would you... Pet Cemetery by Steve. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I definitely like that. Well, I think I've told you this, Dan, but um, Gage was named after that movie. Yeah. And His real I name is Pet Cemetery Gag. Last yeah, name. that's yeah. the full name. Uh, no, but I didn't find that out until after we started, like, seeing each other, and I passed away, and I was like, this is it. It's fate. It's kismet. It's fate. Um, I'm sorry, Catherine, I cut off your question. Oh, I was gonna, 
ask if you associate yourself more with the greasers or the socias. I want to say the greasers, but it's so the socias. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And I hate that. Yeah. I hate that about myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like That's all I needed to know. When watching Ferris Bueller, I want to be Ferris. I'm not Cameron. Oh, I'm the guy you that goes Cameron. up to Jeannie in the hallway and asks how Ferris is doing. You're a full Cameron. I Why know. are you saying you're not? It's okay. It's all right. We Everybody needs a Cameron. Cameron doesn't need a Cameron. Cameron's <laughs> the hottest one, okay? He, At least he has that going for him. Especially now. Cameron's a silver fox. Mm-hmm. He's on succession, if you haven't watched Catherine, that. you look so... <laughs> Not not swayed. I I never really was into Cameron. I have to say, I was I was a Ferris girl through mm. and through. But it's okay. I respect that. I mean, I was a Sloan guy. If that means anything, I wasn't mm. into Cameron. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Uh, so Gus reads the book, and after a few days, he starts texting her. Um, about it and they start talking and they want to get in contact with the author of the book Peter Van Houten allegedly Millhouse's dad um, one might say Appleton's sweetheart one might say that um, one might also in the background Isaac is wailing because Monica broke up with him um, classic yeah and then he, he takes out his anger on Gus's back basketball trophies um and hazel has written thousands of letters to peter van houten about the fate of the main character's mother the dutch tulip man and the pet hamster sisyphus which if i must say anything great name for a hamster honestly Love sisyphus. the best because raising a hamster is functionally like sisyphus's task you just keep pushing that rock up the hill but the rock is keeping the hamster from killing itself. No. They have self-destructive tendencies. Oh, yeah, they get stuck behind walls. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My cousins lost their hamster when they were little. They're very responsible people, and it still got pinned behind their TV stand. Are you kidding me? I'm sure they mm-hmm. found it by smell. No, they found it while it's still alive. They found it the same day it went missing. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Gus emailed Van Houten's assistant and got a message uh, saying that he has no plans to write any follow-ups and he can't answer any of his questions because doing so would constitute writing a sequel to an Imperial Affliction. Um, Which, our first introduction into what an asshole this guy is. Such a poopy butthole. (laughs) To use the technical term. Uh, So, she, Hazel writes an email to him gets a response back he thanks her for the interest and then invites him to stay in amsterdam uh and then she's on the phone with gus and they decide that okay will be there always Ooh. <laughs> Boo. which i never understood even back in the day when i loved this book and this movie mm-hmm. the okay thing i just could never really get on board i think the the meaning behind it is since they are both term terminally afflicted um it is imperial imperially you're right <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's a it's like a 
a sign that not only are the two of them okay with each other, but, like, they are both alive and okay. Okay. All right. Okay? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, Gus suggests that they ask the the genies, which are the Make-A-Wish in this universe, Mm -hmm. but Hazel can't because she used her wish on the stereotypical going to Disney World and Epcot Not a bad wish. No. Not a bad wish. Not at all. She was 13. Augustus needs to slow his roll. He has no room to be saying Disney World's (laughs) not a good wish. Uh, So... Then they they go on a date to uh, the Bones. Um, I want to go. That looks cool as hell. It's in Indianapolis. Well, when I was in Indianapolis, all I did was go to a Hooters, so don't even. So you had the typical Indianapolis experience. Yes. <laughs> um, so Gus says that he spoke to the genies, and he convinced them that his wish is to go to Amsterdam. And he gets to bring Hazel along with him. So, bada bing, bada boom. We're going to Amsterdam, baby. However, Hazel wakes up in the middle of the night. Her breath, her lungs are filled with fluid. It appears there is a roadblock on the quest to visit Amsterdam. (laughs) The first tear forms in Anna's eye. Mm, This was the first one. Ex- Just because Sam carried her, and it was okay. really sexy. Like I, I don't know. I, I'm sorry, everyone. The simp is unending. You know what I mean? I do. Was this the first tier for you, Catherine? Uh, not yet. I. It wasn't really until Act Three where the tears started flowing. I was, I was holding it together at this point. Okay. I'm impressed by your strength. Thank you. Uh, so the doctor tells her that no, she can't go to Amsterdam. It's just not safe. What what'll happen? She might. She has to go on a plane. It's hours long. Um, so she goes into her backyard. She's sitting on the childhood swing set. Uh, after not answering Gus's calls or texts, he comes over, um, and they sit on the swing, uh, and he says that. Just just because she's pushing him away doesn't mean that he doesn't love her any less than he does. And I have fallen for this man head over heels. No, Dan. I didn't get it in the beginning, but I get it now. Daniel. (laughs) Um, So. Ah. Sorry, I got tangled in some cords. Okay. I clicked away from the tab and I heard a scream and I thought someone broke in. I got stuck. No, I moved my foot and I got stuck in the cords. Uh, so Hazel compares herself to a grenade and that she'll blow up. My eyes went back to rolling at this point because Gage started talking about... Y'all watched Jersey Shore growing up? No. No. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, uh, in Jersey Shore, when there's an ugly woman hanging out with a hot woman... Okay. One of the boys would take the ugly woman, and it's because, quote, you gotta throw yourself on the grenade for your buddies. <laughs> so an ugly oh, woman was called my. a grenade. Oh! Uh, and Gage started quoting <laughs> that the second... Gage and I watched um, Jersey Shore two summers ago. We watched every single episode because I'd never seen it. And so <laughs> sometimes he'll just quote it. And that was one of those times. Okay, thank you. The end scene. 
Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> so another email. I told you we made fun of it. I know. I know. I thought it, your your shell would have been broken already. My shell was rattling, but I held strong as much as I could. Mm. Uh, so Hazel gets another email from Van Houten's assistant, uh, who extends the invitation again. Uh, and Hazel talks to her mother, and then she wanted to surprise her with her father, but guess what? They're going to Amsterdam. Kill the beans. God bless. They got an oncologist there. It's great. She can finally live her. out her dream of making out in the Anne Frank house. Stop! The same exact place where Justin Bieber once said, you know, if Anne Frank were alive today, I think she would have been a believer. Stop! I'm not making that up. That's a paraphrase, but it has the same meaning of what it actually is. He really said it there, though? Like, really for real? The exact quote. (laughs) This is from a CNN article in 2013. Um, If Anne Frank had not died a teenager in a Nazi concentration camp in 1945... Justin Bieber hopes she would have been his devoted fan. That's what Bieber, 19, wrote in the guest book at the Anne Frank house when he visited there Friday. I have no hope for this world. Sometimes silence can be so loud. (laughs) Did you not know that? Oh. I guess I chose to forget. Oh, sorry. You've never heard that? Oh, no. I don't think so. And that's... I... It's just very disappointing news. <laughs> I'm very I guess I would say I also am disappointed, but I'm not shocked. Mm-hmm. Man's hey, got yeah. a track record of dumb yeah. things. <laughs> but also he was 15. I guess it's not out of the complete realm of possibility that 15 would say something self-centered like that. You know what That's I mean? That's true, but he, he was 19. It, but... <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. So, yeah, he was 19. I thought he was 15. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. I take back everything I said. He's a fucking idiot for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they get picked up in a limo, uh, and then they fly in style. Gus is nervous. He's never been on a plane before, but it's cute. Um, he tries to he tries- smoke a cigarette on the plane. <laughs> he clearly thinks the year is 1962. <laughs> like. the, the flight attendant comes over, and she says in so many words, What the fuck are you doing? I have another hypothetical for everyone. Mm-hmm. If your child came home and was like, this is my new significant other, and they just always had a cigarette in their mouth but never smoked it, would you be chill with that? I think it is no. up to the child to live life and make their own mistakes so long mm, as they are like not a true permanently dad. damaging. I, I, think- I don't think I would love it. And I think I would probably be like, this is really stupid. Not because, you know, cigarettes can kill you, but this whole metaphor <laughs> mm-hmm. thing that he's obsessed with is yeah. just dumb. Like, I guess, like, it's hard, though, too, because, you know, he did have a near-death experience, and he's so young. Yeah. And I guess, like, it becomes that question of, like, do you just let your kid kind of do whatever because you're just glad they're here? Which also, I feel like... <sighs> We're getting into the territory. I shouldn't have brought this up. We're getting into the territory that I like to call. Anna says that something. Anna says something she didn't mean to say. 
Which is just because you're sick, you can't do whatever the fuck you want. But anyway, um, I I just think if my kid was like, like I don't care what orientation my kid is, as long as they're happy and healthy. West. But if they brought home somebody who does some stupid ass <laughs> shit like that, <laughs> I'd be like, can you try again? Is are you sure? <laughs> can you tell him not to do that around me at least? Uh, anyway, I would hope that I have raised my kid. Uh, to have enough sense to see that and think, yo, that's stupid. Dan, I assure you, no matter how much sense you think your child has when they hit 16, they won't have it. That's true. 16-year-olds are dumb when it comes to their first love. They be swooning for those boys with unlit cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's why I had to stop hanging out outside the grade school. Too many unlit cigarettes. Okay. The kids will be coming running. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you hear that? Do you hear that sound in the distance? No. It, what is it's it? the beat going on and on and on and on because boom, clap starts playing and we go to a whole Why other level. I, I fell right into that. I hate it here. Shots of Amsterdam. It's beautiful. Boom, clap is playing, as I said. <laughs> It's beautiful. Everything is beautiful. What can I say? Um, they get to Amsterdam. They're having a great time. They ride through a canal, go to a Dutch restaurant, Orangie. Um, it looked scrum diddly, I will say. It really does. Mm-hmm. At the restaurant, they are welcomed as Mr. and Mrs. Waters. Uh, screams in how much I would have loved that as a teenager. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a thing that I didn't remember until I watched the movie again, and it immediately snapped back to me that I was like, oh, I remember thinking, that, thinking that's kind of cool uh, when I was 15. Because I'm a romantic, yeah. damn it. Yeah. Well, cute. I'm not that romantic, and I thought it was yeah. cool, Dan, so I'm right there with you. Um, and they get champagne, which is filled with stars. And I'm swooning. I think I was reflecting that line, because there are a lot of, like, Pinterest quote lines mm-hmm. from this movie. The champagne one, I think, is the one I loved the most when I was a young teen. Mm. I, mm. I noticed that was very sweet. I noticed you said that in the past tense. <laughs> <laughs> I still swoon. It still stars okay. in champagne. Just... I had champagne on... Thursday. New Year's? Uh, oh. No, because Anna and I were on vacation in Palm Springs, and our Airbnb, oh, yeah. which was really weird, um, the the dude just seemed very frustrated the entire time as he was showing us around, but he gets champagne for everybody who stays there. So I oh. had about half of a glass of champagne, and Anna had the whole bottle. Well, I bet she <laughs> nice. had a fun weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, so... At dinner, Gus declares his love for Hazel, and of course that puts a big smile on her face. Uh, kind of cute. And it's TV. it's kinda revealed cute, that the dinner was all paid for by Peter Van Houten. Hmm. Sounds like he's going to be a good guy. Mm. I forgot. Okay, there was one other line that I thought was cute. May I mention it now? Mm-hmm. When the mom is like, you guys make such a cute couple, and Hazel's like, no, we're just friends, and he goes, oh, she's just friends. I'm not. I was like, oh, <laughs> Because I full would have loved that if I was a youth mm-hmm. or as an adult. What, so if, if Gage, his friend so, all the time. Yeah, so if Gage goes up to you and goes, 
oh no, we're just friends. I'm just friends. She's not. What would you do? I'd be like, that's that's typical. <laughs> TBH. Sometimes when he says nice things to me, I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> what's the tea here? Although he was the first one to tell me that he loved me, and I will never let that down. Because mm-hmm. he simps for me, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> Uh, so, the next day, Hazel and Gus go to Peter Van Houten's house, and they meet him, and he is Appleton's finest, Willem Dafoe. I didn't recognize him with the beard. I was screaming. Gage was like, you know who that is? And I was like, what? No, never seen this man before in my life. And he was like, it's Willem. And I was like, so... (laughs) You know, did you see? Did you see he did his Wisconsin accent on the SNL? I did on the SNL. I said SNL. <laughs> I didn't say the <laughs> that we can prove. <laughs> uh, so they meet Peter Van Houten, and he is a dick. He Big hates time. that they are there. Um, he thinks they are wasting his time. There's a bunch of fan mail that's just on the ground in his apartment. Willem was putting his whole defussy into it. <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, so they ask him questions and he refuses to respond. He just answers with philosophical nonsense. He starts explaining. Uh, no, this is later in the movie. Sorry. Uh, but later in the movie, he starts explaining the trolley problem. Oh, <laughs> God, I rolled my yeah. eyes so hard. Um, but so Gus... Uh, eventually he gets fed up and tries and asks if he's messing with them um and then he says maybe the most villainous line you can say in a cancer movie did the cancer go to your brain too i clutched my pearls i fully did i screamed i was like willem i know you're just acting but i'm mad right (laughs) It was terrible. And it was after he made them listen to Swedish rap. Don't Wait, forget. the song yeah. was kind of bumping, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. And I, his line, nobody speaks Swedish. Who cares what nonsense these people say? <laughs> it reminded like, me, like, it's... I don't know. It, oh, boy. Uh, so, after that, Hazel does tell Peter to go fuck himself, and the theater applauds. Uh, mm-hmm. Standing ovation for ten minutes. Oh yeah. And then, sorry, Ludawi is the name of his assistant. Why did I think you were gonna say Ludacris? <laughs> <laughs> I watched the movie. I know Ludacris wasn't in this. Oh, I would have loved that. I'm just, Can you imagine? I'm imagining so every time she opens the door, <laughs> she's like Luda. <laughs> <laughs> she. It's just him wearing like a long red wig and like. <laughs> uh. Uh, so she offers to take Hazel and Gus to the Anne Frank house. Uh, and very kind of her. Very kind. And when they go, she says they don't have an elevator, but they do have a lot of steep stairs. And Hazel's like, no, I can do this. And then they had a whole ass ladder in that place. Are yeah. you kidding me? Oh, I've, it is not. I've been there. Not handicap friendly. Yeah, it is not handicap fa- friendly in the least. Um, and You've been there? I have. Yeah, I was in. In 2019, I went. It is did you? very powerful. And no, mm-hmm. I did not mention the Beliebers or kiss anyone. How did you know? <laughs> How did you know I was going to mention the Beliebers, Dan? <laughs> wow. Uh, I would love to go. I've never left the country. 
yeah, it is uh, very powerful. You kind of you need to take a walk afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But I would I would recommend if if you can you should go. Uh, now, jumping ahead just a hair, okay. did you think that the kiss was inappropriate in the Anne Frank house? I think that the kiss in itself wasn't inappropriate. I think the mm-hmm. the weird crowd reaction was. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just feel like in a place like that, it's not respectful to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not be trying to kiss Gage if we were in the Anne Frank house. It would just not feel appropriate or respectful to me. Mm-hmm. My- but I guess I'm going to say something. Please don't cancel me. You've already been canceled tr- for so many things. I know. I can never run for office. Do you think they were trying to make some sort of comparison between Hazel's struggle with cancer and Anne Frank's, you know... Mm-hmm struggle as a Jewish person during the Holocaust? I I didn't read it that way. I, yeah, okay. What about you, Yeah. Well, I hear what you're saying. I don't necessarily, if it was like, like, I don't think that's the comparison they were going for. Maybe it was more so, like, about youth that's fleeting Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. compromised circumstances. Mm. And I don't know. And I was rewatching it today and, I, and knowing that like this happens and I was like, this is, if I were to see this in the Anne Frank house, would I be upset by just two random teenagers making out? Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the context of the scene, it didn't bother me as much. Yeah. yeah. And I think because I think the, the thing they were going for with the scene is, so Hazel had the big struggle and she felt like she was dying as she was going up the mm-hmm. stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big worry of hers is that her family and especially her mom will not go on once she dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she got to the top, they had a like the uh, museum narration uh, had something that was like the only survivor of this was, was mm-hmm. Otto Frank. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it was a, sort of like a moment of realization that even through what is a like she realizes that her 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 mom's life will go on she will still continue mm-hmm. she won't be yeah um her, just because hazel is gone doesn't mean that her mom's life is also over and i think that was mm-hmm. a big thing for her to realize and it, it was a, a lot of emotion that came out like a 16 yeah. year old okay I like that, Dan. I still think the kiss is a little inappropriate. Yeah. But I yeah. like it. I like your reasoning. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to, to bemoan anyone who, who says that it's inappropriate. I totally get that. And, I, I, and it is a little inappropriate, but I just mm-hmm. uh, I, I just read the scene from that perspective. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, to me, a, a good place to kiss in Holland would be... Right? Wait. Amsterdam's in the Netherlands or in Holland? Oh, no. That's the same oh, thing. No. The ne- the, yeah, Netherlands. <laughs> They're the same the... thing? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't come for me, Europe. Okay. <laughs> um, 
I think maybe a tulip field or the windmills. Tulip field? Or the beautiful canals that they've been yeah. on. Or that really sweet restaurant, like, mm-hmm. with the really good food. Ample opportunity for romance. Yeah. I think they should have just moved it in front of the guest book. As they wrote it. <laughs> right, as Justin Bieber was writing it. <laughs> oh, God, Justin. Disgraceful. Um, so... Afterwards, they go back to Gus's room, uh, and they, yes, Anna? (laughs) Is it true in the book there's a scene describing him, like, struggling with a condom? Confirm that. I don't think so. Maybe. I don't remember. Oh, you guys are useless. How am I supposed to get my my jollies from this? How am I supposed to? The scene where he's talking about his leg being... Like where his leg ends. That's Yo, from the book. Yeah. Okay, that had me crying in the club. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Uh, I just remember when the book came out. I was in high school still, and all the kids are like, "Oh my god, there's a sex scene in the book." <laughs> now I read sex scene, but I'm like, ah, another day, another dick, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to know if it was true or if people were being dramatic. The leg crying. Crying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so on their last day in Amsterdam, they have breakfast. Uh, and then they sit. How can you act that normal as two teens who just had sex? <laughs> I could never have. Uh, I didn't have sex in high school, but I still couldn't have done it. Uh, so they, they sit on the bench and <laughs> Gus says... That would hey, so I'm just gonna walk right just as go, far I'm away. Just saying, it was far away just, from that. Is it the Catholic guilt? Is that why? A hundred percent. Oh no, no. Gage is probably laying in bed right now, like she is being so loud, screaming about her Catholic guilt again. Okay. <laughs> it must be t- Monday. Um, Literally. So Gus says that when Hazel was in the ICU, he went to get a PET scan. Um, and I'm already crying. I know what he's going to yep, say. Yeah, me too. Uh, crying yeah. in the club. But yeah. it lit up like a Christmas tree, which is a great description. Such a good visual description of just yeah. it's basically his body is riddled with cancer. Very sad. Yeah. Tears are starting to form. The walls are breaking down. Mm-hmm. I'm hiding behind my piles mm-hmm. of blankets so no one can see me. Um, and then... Gus tries to lighten the mood by suggesting they make out. He really is 18. See, now the vibe's there. Immaculate. <laughs> Making out in the in the street? Who gives a frick, you know? I don't know why I said frick like that. I'm swearing this whole podcast. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Uh, Kissing in the Anne Frank house? Not sexy. Kissing on a park bench? Sexy. You, you said kiss it in the Anne Frank house like you were going to start singing smoking in the boys' room. <laughs> Kissing in the Anne Frank house. That was awful. I, I don't know what I thought I was doing. Uh, so they return to Indianapolis, um, and they go and they hang out with Isaac, who is now completely blind, like that King. Um, commercial that would randomly play on Nick at Night a couple of years ago with somebody going, I am totally blind, is the start of the commercial. <laughs> What? It was for something. I, I guess I don't know. I, I don't know enough to to speak with any authority on this, but being totally blind can have some effect on your circadian rhythm. 
Um, so oh, it was yeah, for something that helps student. you. It was for non-24 is the, I think was the name mm-hmm. of the syndrome. Um, but it helps yeah. you normalize your <laughs> sleep patterns. That. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah. Um, I would ask you to treat this podcast, uh, this podcast's medical information. Um, it is about as trustworthy as medical information from Joe Rogan. So keep that in mind. I will not have you comparing me to him. I was the one who gave it. How am I comparing you to him? I am, but I don't know how. (gasps) It's because we're both on Spotify, isn't it? Yes. I knew it. Uh, So they go to Monica's home and they pelt her car with eggs. Yeah, which it was... Uh, okay, so good. well, I wanted to ask the crowd because mm-hmm. yes. I was watching this car, this movie and I found that car to be just horrifically ugly. <laughs> and it, it could have used some eggs on it. I, and I, I don't know. I'm not into cars, so like whatever, but I just found that like the shape of it, it's like a fluorescent it was like a green. green, lime <laughs> green sports car. It's like an awful car. It's a car. That person has too much money because to get a car that color, I think they had to get a custom body job. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, a regular rich person would just get black or gray or red. No, this person's so fucking rich. They said, <laughs> screw the black paint, <laughs> custom neon green booty trash on my car i want it to look like fucking an avocado i don't know it's ugly it is ugly it's ugly and so i didn't i appreciate it but also three three kids sickly kids oh <laughs> what i'm sorry you cut out Catherine. oh sorry i'm back mm-hmm. oh okay good um hello Catherine, I think you are a little delayed right now, though. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's better. better? Yeah, you're, okay. you're better now. Okay, um, she's back, everyone. I know you were worried she made about it. me. <laughs> she was so upset about the green card. <laughs> Do you remember the Dannon fruit swirl? Like, there were two flavors of yogurt in, like, the Dannon Danimals Kids Cup. Um, that car was the same the color tricks? as the lime green. Yeah, you're th- it's tricks. Uh- that's foul. <laughs> no food should be that color. <laughs> Truly. Uh, so mm. then in the middle of the night, Hazel gets a call from Gus. Um, oh, no. And this is the part. He needs this her to come over to the gas station to help him. I might cry again. Ding. At the okay. gas station, he is sitting in his car, crying, covered in vomit and mucus, and just looking... <laughs> Horrible. He has an infection uh, in his abdomen. Uh, And he went there to buy a new pack of cigarettes because he can't find his old ones. Uh, And he just wants to do something for himself. He wants to feel like he's in control of something. Um, And he implores her not to call 911 to just let him do this. Uh, Did the line... Hazel, if you call 911, I will never forgive you. Not sit well with anybody else, or was that just me? No, I, th- I thought it was fine. Mm. He was kind of in an emotional state. Yeah. Mm. Okay, it was pretty heartbreaking, but... That was just it... me hating Ansel, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
the ambulance comes and Gus gets taken to the hospital. Um, he goes under more treatment, but then the doctors decide to take him off of chemo because it's terminal. Nothing's going to work. Um, oh. Oh. Gus, he now needs a wheelchair to get around. Um, and they go to Funky Bones again to have a picnic. I can't fucking do it, bitch. And okay. his whole thing, he's afraid of oblivion. He's afraid of not ma- having made an impact on the world. But he's made an impact on Hazel, on one person. Is that not enough for him? Um, she's He has lived an extraordinary life for her and for his parents, and that should be enough. Um, and we're all gone at this point, right? I, my makeup Deceased. is smeared. Yeah. yeah. Got black marks all down my face from my mascara running. Like, it's fine. I'll never know peace. No. Um, no. So he he does say he's sorry, and they they drink some champagne, um, <sighs> and then it is time. Gus had asked Hazel to write a eulogy for him, and then he has her come to his live funeral because. Oh, we're losing Catherine. She's crying. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part that destroys me every time. The eulogy oh. part. Go ahead, Dan. But I just uh, need you to know that I'm not okay. Yeah. It's okay. So, Isaac gives his eulogy first, and he says maybe the most bro love thing I've ever heard. <laughs> if I loved it in the future, yeah. scientists come up with a way to put robot eyes in his head, he'd say no because he wouldn't want to live in a world where he couldn't see Gus. I don't ever want to see a world without you, bro. <laughs> Honestly, so sweet. I, it is so sweet. sweet. <laughs> and then I he's like, the best. <laughs> but be honest, after I got off over that, I just I put the eyes in or whatever. Because, like, Cause robot, robot eyes. eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And that part's very fun. I think Nat Wolf killed it in this movie. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I think that for how sad it is, this is a funny, like, there are funny oh, parts Oh, absolutely. Of the movie. Oh, Nat yeah. Wolf is full the comic relief in this. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Um, and it's great to have, like, the... Because it's a great love story between Augustus and Hazel, but the best friend relationship is one that's important, too. Yeah. So I yeah. appreciated it. And I think it does a good job of balancing, because, like, in real life, not every minute of being sick is going to be sad. There's still going to exactly. be joy in that. And I think yep. this movie does a good job of showing that. And then Hazel gets up and gives her eulogy. Um, and this is... And where Catherine. This is where Catherine dies. Um, yep. Oh no. Rip. I'm gonna read it. <laughs> Rip. I'm gonna read it word for word. It obviously okay. will have just as much impact coming from me as it did from the character that we had been watching for two hours. Um, it will, Dan, don't worry. There are an infinite set of numbers between zero and one. There's point one and point one two and point one one two and an infinite collection of others. Of course, there is a bigger set of infinite numbers between zero and two, or between zero and a million. Some infinities are bigger than other infinities. A writer we used to like taught us that. There are days, many of them, when I resent the size of the unbounded set. But Gus, my love, I cannot tell you how thankful I am for our little infinity. I wouldn't trade it for the world. You gave me forever within numbered days, and I am grateful. Beautiful. 
Also, I love the subtle shade of a writer we used to like. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, go off, queen. <laughs> Hit him with that dagger. Um, and that the eulogy is taken word for word from the book. Um, oh, that's good. That was a good call. Yeah. Honestly. Yes. Yep. And, yeah, I was, oh boy, ugly crying at this Just point. Just weeping at that point. Um, they say, I love you to I each other. I was drying my eyes from the, the parking lot scene. So I was, <laughs> I was holding it together. <laughs> they say, I love you to each other one last time. Um, and there's a thing in movies where there's the, the trope of the last good day, she says. Oh, not this fucking bullshit again. Heavy crying on my couch like an idiot. Uh, uh. It's like the, the quote from The Office. I wish there was a way to know that you were living in the good old days without actually having them be the <laughs> old ones. Oh, no. Um, Gus dies eight days later. Yeah. Pour one out for my boy Gus. <laughs> um, she remembers a time when she was undergoing treatment and she was asked to rate her pain on a scale from one to ten she said nine and the nurse said that she was a fighter because she called a ten a nine um and i will say i am not in the healthcare field but my sister-in-law is and she Mm -hmm. says so many people describe their pain as a ten that it's that, that scale makes no sense whatsoever. Because if it was a 10, you wouldn't be able to speak. But people are walking in and, like, looking at their phone. They ask, what's your pain? And they're like, mm, it's a 10. And she, she just wants to, like, slap them. Like, is that a 10? <laughs> yeah. I would say that time I accidentally stubbed my toe last Valentine's Day so hard that I had to take to the bed because I thought I was going to throw up. And I told Gage to leave the room and not talk to me because the sound of his voice made me also want to throw up because of how much pain I was in. I think that was a 10. Oh, it's almost the one-year anniversary. I know. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day to me. I was putting groceries away, and I stubbed my foot so hard that I thought I was going to die. So, it's Gus's funeral. Hazel and her parents go, and the preacher gives his... uh, I assume it's a Catholic funeral. I don't know. It seemed very Catholic. I think it was... You know what trope I don't love, speaking of funerals? The idea that all funerals are outside and there's folding chairs and everybody's wearing black. I've never once been to a funeral where, A, everyone was actually wearing black. Mm-hmm. B, it was outside. Mm-hmm. C, if it was outside, there were folding chairs. There's, yeah, it's normally there's a funeral and an interment. And the interment is yeah. a, a separate time. Like, But I feel like that's just for families. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was at uh, my uncle's interment, and it nobody was wearing black. It was also like 110 degrees out, so we were all sweating the entire time. It was, yeah, it was so I hot. think the last funeral I went to, I wore a white dress with flowers on it. Yeah. Um, so at the funeral, Peter Van Houten is there. Trash. Throw the whole man out. Um, and... Hazel also gives a eulogy that she makes up for the funeral that's more fitting. Um, because the one that she gave was personal between her and Gus mm-hmm. and uh, Robot Eyes Isaac. Oh, it, right. Tag yourself. Was, yeah. Tag yourself. I'm special friend Hazel. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> it reminded me because um, my cousin dated a guy and he spent the summer with her family and 
when somebody asked his mom where he was, she said he was at his special friend's house. So that's why I was rolling. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Full rolling. Um, so Hazel is going to drive home alone, and then <laughs> Peter Van Houten hops in the car with her. Uh, Literally? Th- ew! You're a grown man, she's a child. Go away. Yeah. Oh, thank you, the end. And he has a letter that he wants to give her, but she doesn't care. He's She doesn't care what he has to say. She's over him. Um, and he tells her that Anna, the main character of an imperial affliction, was based Excellent on... Name. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. Uh, was based on Van Houten's eight-year-old daughter who died of leukemia. Um, and then he starts to explain the trolley problem to her. And, Ugh. like... This uh, took me out of all my sadness, Dan. Yeah, then, like, how any any self-respecting woman should, she just totally kicks him out of the car. It's wonderful. Yeah, go off, girl. Uh, queen shit, honestly. King shit. Fuck it. He's on his king shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, later, after the funeral, Isaac comes over to visit, um... And she tell, he tells her that Gus loved her and never stopped loving her or talking about her to the point that it got annoying. Uh, Back to me crying again. And he asks if she's read the letter, and she says, no, I crumpled it up, threw it out. She's like, oh, that, that wasn't by Peter, that was by Gus. He just wanted to give it to you. Um, so Crying in the fucking club. I'm going to read that word for word, too. Oh, please, Dan. <laughs> okay, I think I'll be okay. I think I can handle it. You can. Okay. I gotta distract myself. Hold on. Ansel Elgort is trash. Okay, thank you. I'm ready. Mr. Van Houten, I'm a good person, but a shitty writer. You're a shitty person, but a good writer. We'd make a good team. Classic. I don't have to ask you many favors, but if you have the time, from and from what I saw, you have plenty, I was hoping you Diggs. could <laughs> fix this for me. It's a eulogy for Hazel. She asked me to write one, and I'm trying. I could use a little flair. Everybody wants to be remembered in this world, but not Hazel. Hazel knew the truth. Hazel may not have been loved widely, but she was loved deeply. She didn't want a million admirers. She just wanted one, and she got it. And isn't that more than what most of us get? When Hazel was sick, I knew I was dying, but I didn't want to say so. She was in the ICU, and I snuck in to see her before I got caught. Her eyes were closed and her skin was pale, but her hands were still her hands. Still warm and her nails painted this dark bluish black color. And I just held them and willed myself to imagine a world without us and what a worthless world that would be. She's so beautiful. You don't get tired of looking at her. You never have to worry if she's smarter than you because you already know she is. I love her. God, I love her and I'm so lucky to have her. We don't get to choose if we get hurt in this world. But we do have a say in who hurts us. I like my choices, and I hope she likes hers. Okay, Hazel Grace? Crying. Okay. It's the... It's the the part where he's like, God, I love her. I'm like... Bitch! And I... She's stealing herself to stop crying right now. <laughs> it's fine. I just... It's one of those things where I'm like, real life isn't like that. But like on TV, it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. If Gage was like going off on that, I'd be like, are you sick? 
Are you okay? <laughs> Do I need to, like, I know. Okay, I have a confession to make. This weekend, I spent <laughs> spent the weekend at Gage's parents' house because it was his dad's birthday, and I got really, really drunk on Saturday. And Gage is making fun of me because I, when I get drunk, I, like, get all over him. What, did you have one and beer? I had two gin and tonics. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and a few shots. And I walked up to him multiple times, and I kept going, God, I love you so much, I just want to cry. And I think if the roles were reversed, <laughs> I would be like, ew. <laughs> So, anyway, now whenever I'm like, I hate you, he's like, that's not what you said on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So after reading the letter, uh, Hazel, who was lying on the grass in her backyard, um, she looks up at the stars and she just says, okay, and we fade to black. And I was, oh my God, we're all gone. I'm dead. I have cried in oceans worth of tears at this point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, there was full, like, full sobbing sobs. going on. Yeah. My girlfriend, I say my girlfriend, like, I don't talk about her every episode, Anna. Yeah. Um, she, she had ended up watching just the second half of the movie, so she just wanted to be emotionally destroyed real quick. Like a, Fair. Like a nice hit workout of <laughs> getting punched <laughs> in the face. No laughs. All, all tears. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So, once it, the credits started rolling, she just came over and she was like, okay, we have a minute, and then just started sobbing. Iconic. I'm glad she timed yeah. herself. I allowed myself a full 20, she, like I said. Yeah. During which time I made Gage Lee on top of me and promised that he wouldn't die, and then he said, we're all going to die one day, and then I cried harder because I was mad at him. <laughs> um, I just, while I was just reading the eulogies, oh boy, I, was, I felt it. I felt the tears well enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heartbreaking. Yep. Even yeah. Loving Wait. but heartbreaking. <sighs> I don't know if I'm gonna make it. I've never seen Paper Towns, and I'm nervous. It is week. I'm fucking quaking in my boots. It is not as sad. No, oh, thank <laughs> nowhere near as sad. Uh, thank God, I was not sure if I was gonna make it through another week. Well, I think, and I, we'll, we'll definitely talk about this when we watch Paper Towns. Um, it's from the guy's perspective, which I think has a totally different. Hmm. It affects you in a totally different way than this. This would affect you totally differently if it was from Gus's perspective instead of Hazel's. Oh, yeah. Full offense. I think Gus isn't perfect. There was some grossness lurking in there, as there is in all teenage boys. I'm sure. <laughs> I have seen like edits. From the support group where, like, they first meet and he's just, like, staring at her. But they dub the, like, cute music with, like, horror film music. And it has a very different tone. So, yes. I was thinking to myself, like, a lot of the things he says, some of the things he says are cute. But some of the things he says have very big pick-me energy. Yes. (laughs) Like, every time he's like, you look ravishing. I'm like, ugh. What are you going to say? Where's my hug next? I hate it here. (laughs) He's a manic pixie dream boy. Ugh. Throw the whole boy out. But not really, yeah. because there are some parts of him that I really like crying in the corner. <laughs> um, so, Catherine, now that we've gone through the whole film, any thoughts? How are you holding up? You know, I'm, I don't feel any sort of lump in my throat or tears welling, so I've made it through. Mm-hmm. But How do you? I, I do really love, and I love and appreciate this movie. It was one of the first, like, books that I really connected with as a teenager, that wasn't just like 
the I shouldn't say that actually because I read like better books. Than this. But <laughs> <laughs> that's actually like a pretty if false statement. If it makes you feel better, Catherine, the vibes that you're giving from this book, I experienced in high school with Twilight. So take okay, a moment to fair. sit with that and know that you're already levels better off than I was. <laughs> Which I love Twilight too, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate the support. No, I think it's a great book. I love John Green. I also think the film adaptation was did it the book justice. Mm-hmm. Good. What about you, Anna? So. Well, I never read the book, but every time I watch this movie, I feel sad forever. <laughs> and as much as I hate the part where I cry, I uh, love that I feel something when I watch it. Like, I, I, I think... What it boils down to is I don't like when things make me cry, but I love when they make me feel something. Like, I like that I'm crying because it means that I connected with the movie and I I felt something watching it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like when something's sad, but I'm just kind of like, oh, that's sad. Like, I like things that make me laugh so hard I feel like I'm going to pee my pants. I like things that make me cry. I like things that make me, like, angry at the character, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... I think it's just so nice to watch films that make you feel so strongly in any direction. Yeah. Um, Like I said at the beginning, I was in a funk for the rest of the day watching this. Um, Mm -hmm. Not only did I feel it in the sense that the the film intends you to to feel emotional, um, which it does a great job with. And Mm -hmm. um, Shailene Woodley is incredible in -hmm. this I'll say it. They're all really great performers. Yeah. But you know what they say about great performers, Dan? They're usually really weird. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, But, yeah, I also felt it like being... (gasps) What? I just thought of something. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. I was so mad at Dan because during the sex scene, he looks up from the computer and he goes, hmm. Now I know what Aaron Rodgers sees and looks right back down. <laughs> and I was like, I hate it here. I hate my life. I would hate it here, too, if I heard that as well. <laughs> I hate it here. I'm calling the police. I'm done. Well, because we make a lot of jokes about, I mean, as a Wisconsinite, I am a Packer fan, but we, we do roast Aaron Rodgers quite a bit in this home. Of course. Because yep. he's kind of dumb. Um, anyway, back to my big emotional awakening. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I said, like I said, I enjoyed high school. I would like to feel Weird. like that again. Um, I'm sorry that I peaked in high school, Anna. You have your whole life like ahead of be? you. I have nothing but memories. I don't think I finished puberty because I have a giant pubescent zit on my forehead <laughs> right now, and I think that's why I didn't like high schools because I was, you know, ugly duckling. It still mm-hmm. um, side share my plight but yeah i i just felt i felt the same way that i felt like i like i was immediately flashed back to it and i thought when a movie can do that it's done something right yeah um so anyway you want to know some trivia absolutely would love it so uh nat wolf wore blind contact lenses to when he still had his eyes, uh, they did. Yes, he didn't method act eyes. and have his eyes taken out, but he wore a blind contact <laughs> oh, lens in one eye, and then he was wearing fully blind 
uh, contact lenses. That's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Do you think that'd be scary? Well, they're contact lenses, so you can yeah, take them off. I don't know. I think that'd be a little scary for me. I think I'd have to practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the title of the novel and the film comes from Act 1, Scene 2 of Julius Caesar. Uh, the line is, The fault, oh. dear Brutus, is not in our stars, but in ourselves. Rolling my whole head. <laughs> oh. uh, John Green based the character of Hazel on a young girl named Esther Earle. Um, who was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. He met her at a Harry Potter convention in 2009 um, and noticed she was carrying an oxygen tank. Uh, he came to like her because some of the videos she put up on YouTube with her humor and openness. Uh, they struck up a friendship, and she died at the age of 16 in 2010. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, and That's heartbreaking. Her and the... Vlog Brothers, Green Brothers, Nerd Fighters, fan community. Um, her birthday is celebrated as like a day to, to tell people you love them. What's her name? Oh, wow. Esther. Esther. Yes. I couldn't remember. Beautiful. Sorry. That's wow. so sweet. Um, in good news, a replica of the Anne Frank house was used. They did not oh, film it. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank God. <laughs> That's, so they agree. Yes. It's inappropriate. <laughs> so you agree. You're the drama. <laughs> so you agree. Your house is really pretty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, John Green was present during most of filming to give tips and advice to the cast. Mm. Um, I don't know if I would like that as a director, but go off, King. Soon after the films released, the bench in which Gus and Hazel sit on was stolen. Mm-hmm. Classic. You know some horny teens took it. Yeah. A few months later, it was replaced by the city of Amsterdam. But since the film's release, the bench has quickly become something of a landmark for fans of the film, where they frequently come to take pictures of themselves while reenacting the scene. I assume they only reenact the kissing part and not the turning and saying that my pet scan lit up like a Christmas tree. That's exactly how I would open it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um... The John Green originally wanted Mae Whitman to play Hazel. Oh, I have such a fat crush on her. She's so hot. I'm sorry. That was guttural. I just, she's so pretty. I do like her. Is she in any other John Green movies? No, or? I don't think so. She's in The Duff. I, which I love. She's I in Arrested too. Development. She's in uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Um, um. She's the voice of Katara. Oh, I didn't know that. So, so hot. Yeah. Um, it's just, oh, so overcome by my, my crush on her. <laughs> I'm by Furious. That's her. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim. Okay, I'm done. And she's Goodbye. the Duff in the Duff. Like I mentioned. <gasps> she's not yeah. the Duff, is she? Yeah. She is the Duff. But she's hot. I'm confused. But she's not as hot as her friends. Or Bella Thorne, who's the villain. Well, literally, <laughs> Gage thinks Bella Thorne is so hot, and I can't do it. Cards up. I had a huge crush on Bella Thorne. Oh, that really Age appropriate. Age appropriate. Same age. You have similar taste in celebrities to, Dan- uh, to Gage. I like how you qualified it. 
But like who qualified celebrities? Well, because I think, I mean, except for Anna's mom, I don't think Anna and I look similar, but she does. So, you know, there's that. Um, So Laura Dern and Willem Dafoe did not go to Amsterdam. All their scenes were filmed in Pittsburgh. Only Shailene Woodley and Ansel Elgort did. Eh, Um, Cheaper, I guess. Yeah. Mm. And I'm upset that there is no Mike Birbiglia trivia. He's kind of famous, isn't he? He is. I yeah, he I find Mike Birbiglia very funny. Yes. And I appreciate it. What else him is he in? in? Um he I mean he's a stand-up comedian. So he is Ah, uh, I know the name. I just don't know. I didn't know where I could place it. He directed he wrote and directed two movies. The one is called Sleepwalk with Me, which I haven't seen. Um mm-hmm. and one is called Don't Think Twice, uh, which is about basically an improv troupe falling apart Uh, Mm. and that movie also broke me Uh oh god (laughs) you should actually anna you should watch his like some of his stand-up sets because he'll go from like because he's very funny but then he'll Mm -hmm. have some moments where he's like it's like you could hear a pin drop it's like very is he like moving is that on Netflix or anything? Yeah, he has a few okay. on Netflix. He's okay. I'll give him a goog. In the, in like sets he'll do on TV, he just does straight stand up. But in his shows, they're less stand up and more just storytelling. Yeah, he's a very talented storyteller. I also think it's funny because he his like first stand up is talking about how he like never believed in marriage, and now he's been married for like twelve years with two kids. Yeah. And so. Aww, and if that's you really cute. That's, if you listen to his podcast, he adores his wife. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> We stand Mike Birbiglia. We're big fans. Okay. He's a good guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good guy. I'll give him a watch. Um, I also thought it was funny because he's really good friends with Pete Holmes, another comedian. And one of Pete Holmes' um, stand-up bits is about how he looks like he should be a youth pastor and doesn't look like he should be a stand-up comedian. He's like, hey, what's up? What's up, guys? We're going to talk about the Testament. So everybody, show me those testes. Why is everybody laughing? Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so anyway... Catherine, I I primed you for this before we started recording, but what we do with every guest, with every movie, uh, we ask, would this movie be better, worse, or the same with insert performer here? So, who is your favorite actor, actress, performer, living or dead? It can be anyone. I gave this some thought, and I don't know if... I'm going to say Julie Andrews is my favorite. Excellent choice. Would this movie be better, worse, or the same with Julie Andrews as a gender-swapped version of Peter Van Houten? Love that. Oh, wow. But then would she be, like, super evil? Um, She'd be playing a bitch, yes. Yeah, she. I don't think she's... I don't think Peter Van Houten's evil. I think he's just an but ass. He's, yeah. I think he's jaded and yeah. has some sadness in his heart wow. that he takes I, out on others. See, part of the reason I love her is because she's always just so lovely. Mm-hmm. Like, I love her as Mary mm-hmm. Poppins and the Queen of Genovia. But <laughs> I would like to see her switch it up. And you know what? I think she could do a great job as, like, the heartbroken mm-hmm. mother of a lost child to cancer. Mm-hmm. And she could just rail into Ansel Elgort. So, like, we could... win win. <laughs> <laughs> we could yeah. watch that happen. I would. I would watch that movie. I would watch that version of that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anna, would it be better with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as? I have to say Isaac because he couldn't be Gus. 
I think it'd be funny if he was Isaac. Uh, I'm picturing this when he was like a teenager, though, of Obviously, course. Yeah. Age appropriate, I think it would be about the same. Okay. If I'm being honest, I think he and Nat Wolf give similar vibes. Yeah, that's fair. For, um, yeah. Remind me, because I did mention that I am terrible with actor names, but I can remember okay. faces. Who is Jonathan Taylor Thomas? He was. Oh, he is 90s heartthrob. <laughs> he was in Home Improvement. and um, He was the middle brother on Home He was Randy. Mm-hmm. Home okay. Did you ever watch uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas when you were younger? I don't think so. If you just seen The Lion King? Just Google, oh, just, just Google oh. JTT yeah. right now and you'll see. Yeah, it. you'll know. He also oh, voiced goodness. Little Simba in The Lion King. JTT. It's loading momentarily. <laughs> Suspense. Oh, sure. He's Brink. <laughs> no, Eric Von Detten is Brink. <laughs> oh, wait, you're What's right. What's happening? <laughs> Not Brink. This is the second episode we Why talked about Brink. Why does it always come back to us? Yes. I hate it. I'm so sorry. I'm going Never into mind. shock. <laughs> um, okay, but I do know who this is. Okay. okay, continue. So would it be better, worse, or the same with George Clooney as the dad? I have to say. Is Sam? Like, the same. Watch what you say. Because they're both super hot. So yeah, fine. It'd be a different God, vibe. Different hot. Listen, yeah. I need both of you to go binge watch every episode of True Blood. Because he's so fine in that in that show, almost that movie. Every man in that show is fine. I'll say it. I don't think there's a single uggo. Anyway, I'm gonna watch it with the the sheer purpose of finding the uggo. Don't <laughs> talk to me a, unless your team. I'm gonna send it minute by minute updates of each man that is introduced in it, hot or not. Don't talk to me unless your team Bill though. Okay. Thank you. So, lastly, on a scale of one to five, okay, 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 okays. Catherine, what do you give the film? I would give it a four. Strong. Anna? I was also going to say a four. I'm impressed. I'm surp- I thought you were going to give it lower than that. You know, I, like I said, I went into this thinking I was going to yuck it up. Boy, was I wrong, Daniel. And... Because of the fact that I was caught, I caught myself having a good time, you know? I gotta give it more <laughs> points. I didn't want to have a good time, and there I was, having fun. You're at a party. Oh, man. Damn Literally, it. I was like, dang, 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 diggity, dang, a dang. You know what I'm saying? Um, I am going to give it four and a half okays. So I guess, okay, oh okay, 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 okay. Oh. It stops mid-sentence. It does, like an imperial oh. affliction. I should cut the podcast recording off right there, too, but I'm not going. To. Yeah. I will say, my dumbass forgot that, you know, that's not a real book. So watching the movie, I was like, I'd love to read that sometime. Right? Mm, Anna, <laughs> it's not real. It's not real, honey. Good try, though. So... That is it for this week's episode of In Conclusion. If you would like to find us on Facebook and Twitter, you can do so at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast. You can find me either crying in the club or on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe 86 or on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. Catherine, here's your chance to plug anything you want. 
Um, you can find me. I'm on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> My handle is Catherine McCoy with two Ys, Catherine with a C, which we didn't get to talk about an abundance of Catherines, but maybe next week we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I have to share. Thank you for having me. This has been lovely. It's been lovely having you. We look forward to next week. Mm-hmm. Anna, where are you? In my living room. Virtually. And also, virtually, I'm on Instagram at Prime 818 or I'm on Twitter at Autobots Roll Out, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll and O in roll and O in out are zeros. We will be back next Ooh. week with Paper Towns. The s- I'm excited. The second and currently last film adaptation of a John Green novel. We, and we get more gnats. Yes, we do. We don't have time Love to do him. all of the Hulu looking for Alaska. Shame. Shame. Uh, is Nat in that? What no. What in tarnation? What is this? I'll explain it no, to Nat. you later. Is that a John Green? Don't worry okay. your troubled little head. Uh, oh my god, I only read horror novels. I'm very lost. <laughs> we'll be back next week. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, have fun, and get vaccinated. Bye-bye! Bye! He had me crying, okay? He had me feeling. Hey, Creative Land Podcast.